1: Hello and welcome fellow explorers. Thank you for diving in. Our mission is to get you and ourselves out of our comfort zone to explore because that is where real growth takes place. We wanna take you along with us on our next adventure. Find out how by going to sirensoapbox.com. Click dive in and explore to learn more. You can also explore audibletrial.com sirensoapbox to receive a one month free trial. You will get a free credit and full access to all the amazing audiobooks Audible has to offer. They even have a reminder before your trial is up, so there is no risk in stepping outside your comfort zone and exploring. Did you know that there is something so small that you need a microscope to see it? But if it was to be stretched out, it would reach six feet long. It's your DNA. That is just for one single strand of DNA from one of your cells. If you took all the DNA in all your cells, it would be twice the diameter of the entire solar system. That's according to sciencefocus.com. I'm not sure what that is in feet, but it sounds pretty big. Also, according to the site, DNA is the set of instructions for building living cells and bundles of DNA called chromosomes decide our genetic makeup. So basically, everything that makes you, you, is housed in this tiny molecule. In episode 58, New Traditions, the sirens took DNA tests and followed our lineage to explore new holiday traditions. In today's episode, we're going to do a deeper dive on the topic of DNA. This was a mango for some of our sirens, and understandably so. What secrets can science unlock? We're about to find out. If at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... May no. First up on her soapbox is Murph.
0: According to MyHeritage, which is the site I use for my DNA test, my DNA shows I am 67.4% Northern European, which encompasses Germany, France, and Austria. I am 16.8% Eastern European, which includes Poland, Romania, and Ukraine. And finally, 15.8% Irish, Scottish, and Welsh. I was surprised to learn that my Irish heritage was the lowest of my DNA makeup. I always thought I was a solid 50-50 blend of German and Irish. I don't know a whole lot about my dad's side of the family. And to be honest, it has never really occurred to me to ask my grandma Jean, who's First name is my middle name. I just guess I don't feel that curious about that side of the family, asterisk. That's the Irish side of me. My maiden name is Gilland and I'm told that that's a very Irish name. On my mother's side, my great-grandmother, my mom's grandmother emigrated from Germany. My grandma, Mary, who I'm also named after is the first generation born in the United States. I've known this my whole life and so I've always known about the German heritage. Uh, here's a weird fact for you. My great grandmother's maiden name is Hitler, with a Z, and I don't think it gets any more, much more German than that. The Eastern European piece threw me off a bit, but I think it makes sense. I mean, Germany and Poland, they're very close neighbors. I do find it fun to get emails from MyHeritage.com letting me know I have DNA matches. So far, I've been matched up with my Aunt Jackie and Aunt Janice, those are my mom's sisters, and a couple of their daughters, who would be my cousins. Plus, I have 9,000 matches (laughs) to some peeps who are between third and fifth cousins. So I'm curious about how closely I might be related to all my siren buddies. Audra, what did you learn from your DNA test?
2: So I first became interested in researching my DNA after I watched a TV show called Finding Your Roots and it explores celebrities heritage. So I used Ancestry.com to research my DNA and the results came back that I'm 36% England and Northern Europe, 28% Germanic Europe, 24% Scotland, 5% Balkans and 7% other. So these results didn't surprise me because I have both, both sides of my family that are very into genealogy. So they had already done some research and documented it. And I had uh, known that growing up. I've always been interested in my Slava heritage, though. Um, so my grandpa's grandpa came over from what is now Croatia. And we had a lot of that influence growing up. So some of our family dishes, some of um, even our naming scheme of the, the sons and the family um, was all influenced by that. So I was kind of surprised by the percentage when it was one of my lowest percentages, but I still feel very connected to that part of my makeup. And I actually had a very cool opportunity to travel to Europe and Croatia with one of my best friends who also has Croatian heritage. And she still has family living there. And I had family living in Italy at the time. So we met, we were able to make a very financially friendly trip to Europe, which was always a good thing. Um, But we took part in their uh, markets, we ate food. and, And it was very cool to see a lot of other people that looked like me, more or less. So um, I think I'm very fortunate to be able to have family members that are so interested in it and have done such a good job documenting it. And then also that I got these opportunities to go to some of the places that my ancestors were from.
3: So with that, on to Sara. Thanks. So um, I actually did my DNA testing several years ago, uh, using MyHeritage. Uh, My family got the kits as a Christmas present from my dad, and we had a bunch of fun imagining how hilarious it would be to mess with him when our results came in, but we never followed through. Funny though, my brother and I only got one kit and we were supposed to just assume one of us could do the swab and it would count for both of us. So who played who there, I wonder. But anyway, moving on. When this topic came up, I did decide to do the swab again for a couple of reasons. I was interested to see if there'd be any difference or new findings. And I also wanted to get some of the health testing done. So I did 23andMe this time. My my results weren't really shocking with either testing company. I will say that I was immensely relieved to see that 23andMe found that I was 100% Sarah Murray. I had been worried about that, but seriously, let me jump into my heritage. I mean, I I have a picture. It said, Sarah Murray, 100%. Anyway, so it was very interesting to see how each company presented my, my ancestry composition. 23 and Me reported that I am 99.9% European. They then broke that down into 98.7% British and Irish, 0.7% Scandinavian and 0.5% broadly Northwestern European. They were very confident that although I am 0.7% Scandinavian, my DNA is not from Denmark, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, nor the Faroe Islands. So my geography isn't that great, but I'm not sure what exactly that leaves. But anyway, I also have 0.1% trace ancestry that is Filipino and Austronesian. One of the features of 23andMe that I really loved was I didn't have to leave their site to find out what that even meant. The Austronesian genetic signature could be descended from one of the earliest migrations of modern humans from Africa or a more recent migration from Taiwan. It was fascinating to read about each piece of my genetic history with 23andMe Um, I mean, I just kept clicking to find out about the cultures, the traditions, there's even an Airbnb information tab for each region, which I thought was really, really cool. Briefly, MyHeritage had some additional ethnicity results. They reported, it was so strange how it was different from 23andMe. They say that I'm 30.5% Irish, Scottish and Welsh, 28.9% English, 27.2% Scandinavian, not 0.7%. 10% Iberian, which is sort of a Spain, that sort of area. 2.3% North African and 1% Nigerian. So that has me, I I mean, I guess it just depends on how many people have submitted their DNA to each company um, and and which company is bigger and and where the results come from. So I, I guess I can see it a little bit, but it is very interesting. Um, Also briefly, I did get some health information that probably isn't appropriate for public consumption, but it was interesting to find out that I do have the gene that makes my urine smell weird after I pee when I eat asparagus. Um, I mean, it's not like I didn't notice that every time I spend a penny, um, but sorry, that's a a nod to my British heritage. Um, But anyway, Shannon, are you 100% Shannon? Shannon?
4: Oh, that's funny. Yes, actually, I got the same picture 100% Shannon Ehrman. So I was pleased to see that as well. Uh, I also use 23 Me, And my husband, and I have a little joke. We say that he has a normal family tree. He came from a very large Catholic family, your traditional family, lots of kids, lots of grandkids, very little divorce. Um, My family, however, we call a family bush. There are so many branches and offshoots. He used to have to say he would need a whiteboard to keep track of it all. There are so many marriages, divorces, remarriages, sometimes second, third, kids, stepchildren, half siblings, adopted kids uh, that I can't even keep track of my own family And the really interesting part about that is that is just on my mom's side. I've never actually met my father. I've always been a little bit curious. So this for me was a good opportunity uh, just to, to learn a little bit more about who I am and where I come from. So what I knew for sure, based on my mom telling me, is that it was mostly English and she would always say Dutch. Um, In fact, she jokes, that's why I like my meat well done and everything dry. She always says, that's your English blood. That's your English blood. What I didn't know is she had done a family tree back in college. So when I told her I was doing this project, she shared that with me. And I still haven't had a whole lot of time to explore, but I'm pretty excited to, to check that out. On my dad's side, the only thing I knew for sure was his last name and doing a little research, I was pretty sure that meant I had some German heritage. So my results confirmed a lot of what I knew, um, but also offered up some surprises. First, little surprise, so I'm 91% European. And with that, over 56% is United Kingdom, so probably Britain. And they said a small portion, Ireland or Irish, and my mom always said, even though your name is Shannon, you're not Irish, I just liked the name. But I always wanted to be Irish with a name like Shannon, so happy that I am a little bit. Um, in fact, my right, yay! <laughs> my maternal grandfather always used to call me Shannandoah after the river in Ireland. And so I just loved it and let people think that I am Irish, but it turns out I actually am a little bit. Um, The remainder of the European heritage is 20% German, so that was no surprise, based on my my father's name, and the rest is Scandinavian. But here's where the second and biggest surprise came in for me. My other 8% is Native American. Had no idea. I don't know if that comes from my mom's side or my dad's side. I haven't even actually had the opportunity to talk to my mom about it yet. But the really interesting piece is it says specifically the Great Lakes and Canada region. And I grew up in the Great Lakes region, as did my natural father and my mom. Uh, My family, my mom's side of the family used to have a cabin in Canada. So there's some history there. So I'm just not really sure where it came from. And that's something I'm looking forward to exploring some more. And now I'm wondering if maybe I could have gotten some help with college, I don't know, I don't know what that percentage is right. But while doing the research just a fun little tidbit that I learned is where the name Shenandoah came from and there was actually an Algonquin chief a Native American chief with that name. Hundreds of years ago, and the translations over the years have been thought to mean um, spruce stream great Plains, or beautiful daughter of the stars, and they named a river in Virginia after him, and then that has gotten passed on over the years, and now there's a river in Ireland, so I like to think perhaps my grandfather knew something about that heritage, maybe it is my mom's side of the family, and that's why he chose that nickname for me, so I still have a lot more research to do, but I think this is pretty fun, I'm excited to see where it takes me, Um, I do have two connections so far, one is a cousin that I did know, one is one that I didn't know, and there are some relatives listed in there with my natural father's name. So I have to make a decision on whether or not I explore that avenue. So pretty, pretty exciting stuff. And
1: who is next, I think we have Elsie. That's right. So my relatives have always told me that I am Irish, Italian, Polish, and Scott. I love learning about my ancestors' heritage, and it seemed pretty limited to Europe, which is why I love that I found out through my DNA test that my DNA has explored so much more of the world than I originally thought. I did the 23andMe DNA test years ago, and I do like the service because it's constantly updating its findings. Plus, the results go way far back, and by that I mean... I found out I have Neanderthal DNA, uh, about 45% more than other customers, meaning about 2% of my DNA is from these prehistoric humans that disappeared over 40,000 years ago. I think it's pretty cool. Not surprising, I'm 50% Irish, 27% Polish, 18% Italian, 1% Greek. What is surprising is that I have 2% Anatolian, think Middle East Turkey region, and 1% Egyptian and 1% African. For this episode, I thought it would be fun to do another DNA test kit and just to see how the results would compare. And for this one, I did my heritage, which I think is the opposite of what Sara did. And this is where things get wonky. According to this one, I'm at 30% English, 25% East European, 16% Balkan, think Romania, Hungary area, and only 15% Irish, down 12%, and 10% Italian, down 7%, and 3% Polish. That's a whopping 24% down from the other test kit, which I find hard to believe because my maiden name is Matulowicz, very Polish. I also saw on this one that uh, in America, some areas were circled, mainly in the New York, New Jersey area, which is crazy because that's where I grew up, was in New York and all my relatives live in New Jersey. Uh, My DNA test kit seems to focus more on newer generations and connecting people with their relatives. And there's a whole focus on the website dealing with matching you with your family like Murr had been talking about. And apparently I have a relative in South Africa. So hit me up. I want to meet you and I want to meet some African penguins and some great white sharks. Uh, I think I prefer the 23andMe kit better as far as it gets very specific as far as the regions go. And as I was thinking about my soapbox, I'm like, well, duh, my heritage is more family focused and 23andMe is more DNA focused. So I guess there's your your preferences there. So I can go on and on about the discrepancies, but I guess I'm just left wondering which one is most scientifically accurate. What did you discover, TC?
5: I, uh, I had a couple surprises and some things that were not surprises at all. This challenge took me way out of my comfort zone for sure. This is something I never would have done if not for Siren Soapbox. I'm I'm just not super comfortable being part of this type of thorough medical database. But as a Siren, my job is to get out of my comfort zone. So I said, yes. I grew up with the understanding that my great-grandmother on my father's side was a Cherokee Indian. Well, either she is not or he is not my father. I'm pretty sure he's my father, so I guess the Cherokee Indian thing was a family myth. I was also surprised to discover that my ancestry is completely from one continent. I used 23andMe to learn about my heritage, and it showed that I am 100% European, 68.9% French or German. The likely match is German, but Switzerland is a possible match. I was not surprised to learn that there's lots of German in there. My grandmother is Schreckengost. Very German. The person identified as a cousin is someone I already knew was was my cousin. I asked my brother to get his DNA checked and he did, but he doesn't have the results yet. In true Bill fashion, he took the test on his own sweet time. Dino took the test with me and we discovered that we share a lot of the same heritage. That was fun and it made choosing our new Christmas heritage celebration easier. The best thing I learned is that I have more Neanderthal DNA than 50% of other 23andMe customers. This apparently is where I get my horrible sense of direction. It also explains why I am not afraid of heights, why I prefer dark chocolate, my preference for sweet food over salty, and lots of other things. I'm pretty proud of my Neanderthal heritage. It's my favorite part of my DNA results. So I know Elsie's Neanderthal percentage, and I'm curious
3: about everyone else's. Who else had Neanderthal? I have more than 77, 67%. So I'm uh, having trouble. I'm having trouble with the math. Does that mean I have a lot or not a lot?
0: So I have more than
3: most of the people.
1: Yeah.
0: That came from 23 and me, right? Yeah. 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 My heritage, that wasn't something that I saw, or I just don't have any
3: Neanderthal. Yeah, my hair, my heritage didn't do anything like that. I mean, I, I found that I I printed out. Basically, it's a book. It's a book about me. Nice. It's it's my book.
0: Uh, Mm Yeah, I think I want to try 23andMe now. Who else had Neanderthal? I had none. None?
4: (laughs) I don't know how I have none. Don't we all have to have some somewhere at some point? Maybe. It doesn't, it doesn't
5: show up in your regular report. There's a different area
4: where it shows up. How much well, I remember is. reading about it, or maybe I had something like less than 3% of the population. I mean, I, I did read when it first came out. It was very small. I'm going to try to find it while we're chatting and see. if. Okay. I can.
0: Sarah, uh, I think yours means that you have a lot of Neanderthal
5: DNA. Yeah, it does. It does. More than 67% is a yeah. lot.
2: Audra, what about you? Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Either mine didn't have it or I just don't remember. <laughs> okay.
5: Yeah, I was pretty proud of that. So I walked around the house grunting for a while. And uh, <laughs> and,
3: and it even says here, I have a variant that asso- that's associated with experiencing more itchy mosquito bites. Uh, yep. Two variants associated with having a worse sense of direction. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, you have one variant associated with being less likely to have a fear of heights. Now that truly is a lie. I'm not a friend, I, I don't love heights.
1: Um, you think that would be the opposite because I mean, you would need to be afraid of heights in order to survive. Because if you take a big nasty tumble, you're probably not surviving it 40,000 years ago, but maybe that's why we went, we went extinct. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. All right, so did anybody read the fine print on their DNA test kit before they submitted their DNA to science? I did what not. Was, what was the fine print, Elsie? Well, I uh, did a lot of research. Depending on what you look at, you're going to get different things. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Gizmodo.com said that by submitting DNA to Ancestry DNA, you grant Ancestry DNA and Ancestry Group Companies, a royalty-free, worldwide, sub license transferable license to host, transfer, process, analyze, distribute, and communicate your genetic information for the purposes of providing you products and services and conducting Ancestry's research and product development, enhancing Ancestry's user experience, and making and offering personalized products and services. So This is why
5: I was hesitant.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I just assume that when I spit in a tube, they're, you know, it's in a database forever that anybody in the CIA can access if they want. That's how yeah. I feel about it. Same. I kind of went into it with that same assumption. So
5: when I said yes, I said yes.
3: Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit like anything that you do in this world today. There's pretty much nothing that you can do in this world today that can't be traced, used I mean, unless you truly go off the grid, anything you say, or do can and will be used against you for you, whatever. So this is just another one of those things. And I chose to look at all the things that it could do for me. And they're going to use everything that they can against me anyway. So why don't I
0: (laughs) arm yourself with some knowledge? Yeah.
3: Now I I know that I have the gene that makes my pee smell funny after I eat asparagus. So. So Tracy
0: always tells me if I have to sneeze to look up at the sun, and I told Mark that, and he said that is a gene. If mm-hmm. there's a certain gene that makes you sneeze when you look at bright lights, yep. Mark's sister has it.
1: That's interesting.
5: Yeah, and it it talks about that on um, on 23andMe. It tells you whether or not you're likely to have that kind of sneeze response. It tells you if you're likely to like dark chocolate over light chocolate. And I, I learned that some people sneeze when they eat dark chocolate. I didn't know that. Luckily, I don't have that gene. Huh.
3: I wouldn't care if I did had that gene. I'd still, I would eat, still it. eat
5: the dark
0: chocolate. That's right. I'm gonna it's guess. Called, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
5: It's called the uh, the photic sneeze reflex, and it's it is
3: genetic. You're right. What I found with the 23andMe is you could probably have spent about six months answering all their questions because it just went on and on and on. Mm-hmm. They've just got so many things that they're looking for, trying to, because they're legitimately doing research. You know, they're right. trying to find genetic links to all kinds of things. And so they're just asking a bunch of questions to see if they have enough people that send in their DNA that have weird traits just to see if there's a genetic link. So yeah. It was, it was, it was kind of crazy. It was kind of cool. It was really neat. I enjoyed it.
4: Well, it there's was, still, I'm still, I get an email almost once a week asking for more information or invite more people and, <laughs> and share more. I, I haven't done any of the health part yet. Maybe. and I'm kind of a, do I want to know space for that right now? I haven't decided if I'll take that step. I know I enough do. about my family health history that I'm not sure I really want to know anything <laughs> right
5: now. I mean, I do have a friend who did some genetic testing and learned that she had all of the genetic markers to end up with breast cancer. And so she had both of them removed like preemptively.
1: Kind of ties into was it cocology TC? Yeah. Is it your your? You know, if you knew that your kid was going to have some sort of issue or was it that that was that that was a big book
0: of questions. Yeah, that was
1: MERS MERS episode.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Sometimes it's better not to know things. I don't know. Maybe if you know, you've manifested that into your life.
5: that's true. If you know, will you manifest it into happening? That's a good point. I got to tell you, though, it was pretty fascinating to learn that I have zero percent Native American. Like I am 100% um, European. And that was that my whole life, we were always told that my great grandmother was a Cherokee Indian. That's what we grew up believing. And hmm. she must not be.
4: So you know would my you, favorite would you part just... about this
5: whole thing.
3: Oh, go ahead. Sorry, please, go ahead. Jen. No, you first.
4: I was, I, okay, thank you. I was just curious, Tracy, or TC, excuse me, if you would be if you would try another company, cause we've had a couple different comparisons here and it's really interesting. I'd be very curious to see if you used a different DNA kit, how the results would compare.
5: Um, yeah, I would definitely be open to doing that. I don't know that I am honestly that curious about it <laughs> sadly. I don't know what that says about me. I did ask my brother to do it. So it will be interesting to see if he gets those same results. But I'm curious how many of you are, um, are interested in learning more? Like, will you keep diving into your ancestry or was this a one and done thing for you?
0: So I think this was mostly a one and done thing for me, but as I was writing my soapbox and I learned that I truly don't know anything about my dad's side of the family. Um, after I wrote the soapbox, I called my grandma Jean up yesterday and we just chitty chatted about where all of her, uh. Grandparents came from and turns out more ger- more German. So <laughs> it makes sense that I'm mostly German. Um she her grandpa was raised in an orphanage, though. So we don't know much about him, but he he was raised in an orphanage in Ireland. So um but yeah, I think that I I just am not I'm with you. I know it's crazy, but I'm just not all that interested. Yeah, I'm not. Who
5: else?
3: Maya, uh, my grandfather spent a lot, a lot of time um, doing a family tree. And he went back years and years and years. Um, Apparently the Murray's way back when, I mean, hundreds of years ago were horse thieves um, at some point in time. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of years ago back in England, but I'm very sad that I haven't kept up with that information. And the time that I, I remember spending a lot of time with him listening to the stories about where everybody came from and looking at that family tree and seeing the history and seeing the recent history, you know, my grandparents, their parents and their parents. And it's a little disappointing that I've already forgotten all of that. And now that he's gone, I don't even know where the, I I'm sure my dad has some of that information somewhere, but I don't even know where I could find that anymore. And that's a little bit disappointing to me. um, But I don't know that I have the, uh, the energy or the time that it would take to recreate that, or even find it again, honestly. But it was so interesting to see all of that. But it's a very, very time-consuming endeavor.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Are you going to ask your dad if he has oh, that information?
3: Probably. I'm sure he has it somewhere, but it'll be. It, it, I can't imagine where it would be. Yeah. Audra.
2: Yeah, I I'm really interested in it. Um, but like I said, both sets of my grandparents did a lot of work for me, and and they they have very well documented pictures throughout the years too. And I'm kind of that way with I like the tangible photos, so I still have rows and rows of photo albums in my ha- in my home. <laughs> so um, I had a kind of similar experience though to you. My mother's maiden name is crow and as a child I just was convinced that I was a crow Native American like I just I don't think anybody ever told me otherwise (laughs) but so when I did my my DNA and I realized that we were no Native American at all and then my grandparents actually did some research that there was a crow massacre that is well documented in the 1700s in Pennsylvania and we were actually the the English family in that situation, and it was Native Americans that massacred my his my family. <laughs> but it was wow. all very well documented, so that was interesting to learn.
1: You had a TikTok about that, there, were a couple TikToks about that, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's they they have a museum um, in that part of Pennsylvania for my, my family. It's a Crow museum, and there's a homestead that's still run by. Um, the later generations. And it's, yeah, they have like furniture from some of the first people that came over. So
0: it's very well documented. That's hmm. interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, I am curious about my Neanderthal makeup. So there is a small possibility that I will order a 23andMe kit at some point. <laughs> I really, I'm really sad that nobody came back
3: and said that I had Viking blood in me. That made me sad. Tracy, what I was going to say before is my favorite, my most favorite part of this whole thing was um, when your brother finally decided he was going to go ahead and, um, you know, submit his spit. Um, And he was telling me about what he understood from your conversation with him. And he said something about wondering about whether maybe you guys didn't have the same father. And he was dead serious. (laughs) No, he
5: called me and he's like, what? So why do you think we don't have the same dad? And I'm like, Bill, what are you talking about? And he's like, you said we don't have the same dad. I said, no, I, I was joking with you. I said that I have no Native American. And so either he's not my dad or... His grandmother was not Cherokee Indian. I'm not sure which. So I wanted him to get his done because that'll fill in more of the DNA gaps for me. But it was hilarious. I felt so bad when I realized he thought I was serious.
2: Oh, poor Phil.
5: Now he's the youngest. He's the oldest and I'm the youngest. So if any of us potentially don't have the same father, it's the two of us. We'll see.
0: Elsie, are you going to keep digging into this?
1: I think I will. And this episode and new traditions really made me, oh God, I'm going to start to cry. I'm going to be the one to cry this episode. It makes me very sad that when my grandparents were around that I did not like, you know, you listen to the same stories year after year when you go visit around the holidays, but I really wish I would have taken the time to learn more about our family history and the traditions that we did. Um, My grandfather came over from Poland and a lot of my other grandparents their parents came over from Europe. So I feel like they were a lot more connected with with their family history. I just kind of feel like we're not, maybe it's skipping generations. I don't know what's happening. Does huh. anybody else feel that way where we're not really, our generations and our parents' generations don't, don't follow it as much?
0: I don't know that even my grandpa- that my grandparents followed it that much. I mean, that's, we learned to not follow tradition by <laughs> watching them not follow tradition. I guess that that's my family experience. We never really had anything that was rooted in our German heritage that we did every year.
3: My family moved every three years, so our tradition was to not have a tradition. Also, because we know we, I mean, I never saw any tradition really. We we were we were moving every three years to a different country. So, uh, which was really awesome because I saw a lot of different cultures, but I never grew up with one particular tradition. But the sad part, the the unfortunate part about that was not staying connected with family. In
4: my case, my family literally changed all the time. (laughs) So it's a revolving door of people and, and so I didn't grow up with a family, very heavy in tradition at all. Um, of course I have, you know, aunts and uncles and, and the, some consistent family members, but we were we were not a tight knit, super close, even though we would celebrate holidays and that sort of thing. There just really was no passing down of family recipes or traditions or Stories, for that matter. I mean, really, just not much. Not much of anything.
1: We're just kind of a big old melting pot. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I always joke it's amazing I turned out halfway decent because, it's, yeah. I mean, I've got some great family members, but really, there's just not. Um, when I listen to some of these other stories or look at my husband's family, his sister. Did all of this and she traveled overseas and she has done this just incredible recreation of of the family history and it's just amazing and fascinating the things that she has learned and and found out and traced back and it, it is sad to think that well there's really not there's really not even anyone in our family that has cared enough to carry that on so you know my mom did this family tree that I'm still going to explore but even that is very short timeline right so there's there just hasn't been this great pass down over the generations of of information or any of that
5: did you guys ever grow up or did you remember I know you all grew grew up but did you grow up with like well, hopefully not. <laughs> did you have in your family? Like I know my, my dad and my um, one of my grandparents had a big f- family Bible and it was mm. big. And when you opened it up, there was a family tree in the front page of the Bible and it was literally filled in. And I have no idea where that information is now. Probably my brother has it. Cause I know he's pretty into this stuff, but I do feel like, like Elsie was saying back you know, those generations, they kind of kept track of who were their parents and their great-grandparents and their great-great-grandparents, and they had it actually written down somewhere. I don't have any of that written down.
3: It is well, interesting to look at. That'd
4: probably be cool to find. That'd probably be yeah. pretty neat to to look at now.
3: Sure hope it wasn't a book that was in my mom's basement. Oh, yeah,
4: I
5: know.
3: <laughs> For Why? those of you who
5: don't know, that area was flooded and they lost all
0: those books. Oh. Yeah. My ex-husband has his family Bible um, and that's exactly as you describe. And every time a family member passes away and you know how you get the uh, little cards at the funeral home, they, he like sticks them in the Bible. That's what his mm-hmm. mom always said. But um, you were
3: going to say they would white out the name of the Bible.
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Fine. Now my mom has all of my grandma's pictures and my mom can tell me who all these people are and cousins of her, her dad and her grandma or her, her mom. And this is my, my aunt's and I was named after her. And so I, I think I will some at some point sit down with my mom and make sure that, you know, their names in the back of those photos and maybe try to map something out, but just because it would be nice to have, I guess, down the line, my cousin, Andrea has done a lot on ancestry.com, a lot of research about our family. And it's fun to see stuff that she posts, but I'm just,
3: I've never felt the urge to do it myself, I guess.
1: You guys inspired me.
3: Those things Mm -hmm. can get pricey though. Cause I know I tried to do that on ancestry, but then you have to start paying a lot of paying money. Mm -hmm. You know, it gets kind of expensive. You have to subscribe and then you have to, you know, have a membership to be able to get access to records um, but once you, I, I know I, I, subscribed for a little while and was able to find some things and it's pretty cool. Some of the things that you can't find, but what did we again, inspire you to do? Elsie? I know that's
1: what I was going to ask. <laughs> I am going to see how far back I can go in my family tree. Oh gosh. You know what that means? <laughs> what She's probably mean? going to,
5: you're probably going to at some point find something really cool and somehow drag us all into that.
0: It's going to have to be an episode.
5: You (laughs) all are welcome. I found this website that does XYZ. So (laughs) I invited this person on our show and now you all have to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Curious little monkey. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Real quick. I had an interest. This caused an interesting conversation with my husband and we're talking about toes have you guys heard this
0: no
2: you can
1: tell what your dna is by looking at your toes
0: huh i'm that middle one at the top
1: you're the middle one at the top this is greek
0: oh well that's wrong
1: okay (laughs) i need i need you to send us all a picture of that i'm gonna send everybody a picture yeah my husband was i forget what now celtic which is right for him. And he's like, I bet you get your Egyptian in your toes. And I'm like, that's the craziest sentence I've ever heard. And he's right. That's my foot. (laughs) That's hilarious. Now you're all going to look at your feet later. (laughs) That's awesome
3: right now.
5: So we will post that diagram on our website. Check back for that. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) That's what I say all the time. That's That's awesome.
0: awesome.
3: It's hilarious. Interestingly, <laughs> all of my toes are curly, so clearly I am a monkey. Obviously,
1: get that from your Neanderthal <laughs> relatives. Yeah, and I'm due for a pedicure. So you have talons. <laughs> Same. <laughs> what does that say about
5: your ancestry?
0: <laughs> came from bird folk.
5: Bird folk. <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
0: Well, we want to leave our fellow explorers with a challenge. We challenge you to have a conversation with your family members and learn more about your own heritage. If you're interested in taking a DNA test, you can find links to the tests we used over at our website under the shop menu. Make sure to tell us what you've learned by using the hashtag SIREN soapbox on all the social medias. Maybe you'll find out something cool like your... 67% more Neanderthal than most people who submit tests. (laughs) Sirens, thank you so much for sharing your DNA today. I learned some fun new things about each of you tonight. And thank you, fellow explorer, for listening to this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and check out our YouTube channel where we're publishing the video of this episode and some fun extra stuff that we're recording just for you. We invite you to check out our website, sirensoapbox.com, to see what we're up to next, shop for those DNA kits, or to read our blog about our adventures. Until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to Strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.